Hello, and welcome back to Sex, Love, and Rock and Roll Radio. I am your host, Mo, and Sex, Love, and Rock and Roll Radio is a weekly show where we get real about sex. Callers can actually email their questions to me at mo at lasextherapist.com, or they can find me on Twitter, and my Twitter handle is Moshumi Amor, M-O-U-S-H-U-A-M-O-U-R. And today I have with me the ever-so-lovely actor, author, and playwright, Marnie Olson. Hi, Marnie. Hi, Mo. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to talk about uh, positions. <laughs> You're ready to flex it out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Totally. <laughs> Maybe um, ex- ex- exemplify how these positions work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually hoping to, to uh, get some pointers that I can use. Cool. Yeah, because sex positions can be tricky. I mean, um, I think this episode is going to be great because sometimes, you know, in the heat of the moment, you know, it might be hard to um, think of something new and creative. You're like, oh, I need I need a new sex position, but we've tried everything or I really like this one position and I need some ideas on on some new positions so I can spice things up or something. Or maybe you're just curious and want to learn some new things. Well, Whatever you, um, wherever you are in life, we're here to talk about a plethora of lovely sex positions. Um, <clears throat> so I do have a bunch of questions. People were, um, people have been really curious about different sex positions. And so I guess I'm just going to start with our first question. And um, the, that question is, my wife is pregnant but I'm scared to have sex with her. Are there any positions which may be better suited for her? Wow. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> As I've never been pregnant, thank God, I have no idea. Um, I, and you're probably the expert. You, you can start answering that question. Um, mostly what I hear is that there's, there's not as much danger as people seem to think there's going to be that pre- pregnant women are pretty uh, resilient. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's true. Pregnant women are pretty resilient. Um, physicians will be fine. I know that a lot of men or, you know, expectant spouses and or partners um, feel a little nervous around initiating sex with their pregnant, pregnant wife or girlfriend. And um, it's really the, the main issue is whether or not she wants it. Because right, and how comfortable she is. Yeah, how comfortable she is. Hormone levels, body image stuff. Um, she might not be or feeling she's like, sexy. Hey, that feels terrible. Don't do it anymore. There's, there's <laughs> a start. <laughs> Wait, there's there's a start. But I think that. But but I think that like don't be. Um, just go into it like you normally would. You know, sex and talk about it. You know, um, great positions that come to mind are like spooning. I think this is a pretty obvious one. Like on her side, so it's not gonna. Um, put too much weight on her body because you know the baby is a is a pretty heavy thing to be carrying around. So um, on her side, the, that way the baby has support um, and is not getting smushed. Like missionary position um, might hurt her back if depending on which um, how far along she is, um, which trimester right. she's in. Um, and then other positions that also you know like you don't want to do like a doggy style, probably not. Or maybe she's into it. Who knows, you know, if you maybe put a pillow underneath her. I mean, really the thing is, um, talk to her about how she's feeling, 
every woman and every pregnancy is different in the sense that how they care, how the baby's carried. Sometimes it's lower, sometimes right. it's higher. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, talk to her. And I have to, I really have to like, this is what I felt like a lot of this episode is going to be about is that it's not always about intercourse guys and girls, you know, um, (laughs) use your hands, use your mouth. Um, Those are all, you know, maybe less um, intrusive ways of, you know, getting it on during the time of pregnancy. Yeah. There's a lot you can do that isn't just, you know, P and V. (laughs) Right. P and V, penis and vagina. It's not all about penis and vagina. And, you know, um, you, you don't have to insert anything period to um, have a really sexy experience. Right. Cause I mean, maybe that wouldn't, I mean, again, like, I don't know, like I think to say this is a way that, you know, pregnant women are obviously, like you said, there's so many, so many variables. There's women that are like, Oh, it's amazing. It's great. Having pregnant sex was awesome. And other women that were like, Oh, just get off me. Like I don't even <laughs> want anything. I don't want anything in me right now. You know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. This is what got me into this mess. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Right. And I think that a lot of, you know, like women experience like obviously, you know, morning sickness. So, and that can go on for months sometimes, Um, you know, and not, some women are not eating. Some women are throwing up. Some women are just depressed for, you know, various reasons. So it's really a more, the, the bigger question I think to ask is like hormonally, what is she, what is she in the mood for? not what's going to hurt her. Cause she's going to tell you if it hurts. And you'll Hopefully, you know, we should, we should always speak up. Like that hurts. Please stop doing that. <laughs> and, right. and I think sometimes that's hard for some people too. It's, it's, you know, I think ultimately it comes down to, and I think we talked about this before a little bit, but just that communication is the biggest part of it. You know, that yeah. you're constantly in communication with each other about yeah. what's working and what isn't. Because sometimes, you know, yeah. you try a position, you're like, this is going to be amazing. And then you start doing it and you're like, this is just not, this is more trouble than it's worth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So should I move on to the next question? I think, think so. I mean, do you think we answered it? Like, I, think we answered it. <laughs> I think we answered it. I think we answered it. I really, really okay. hope so. Um um, oh, you know, I wanted to mention to our listeners, um, if you're listening right now, not if you're listening later on demand, we do have a chat area. Um, oh. And um, I, can, I can see the chat area from, my, um, from where I'm sitting. And so if you want to jump into the chat room and ask a question, I'll try to answer them. Um, we are not going to be taking calls today, though. Um, right. You can either email your questions in or you can pop into the chat room and, and ask it. Um, so the next question I have here is I don't orgasm from intercourse, but I, but rather from clitoral stimulation, what is the best position to make that happen? Um, so I think this is a really great question actually, because I think it's important for men and women to recognize that women don't necessarily orgasm from intercourse alone. I think a lot of women don't. I mean, I wouldn't say everyone because obviously it's not everyone, but it's, right. it's you know, yeah. this it's, idea that, you know, women are just going to be like, woohoo, just because <laughs> they're having sex and having all these orgasms. Like, I think for women, it's, it's frequently very difficult unless there's some kind of clitoral stimulation. Right. 
Right. Clitoral stimulation definitely helps the case. Even if you're trying to, you know, do, you know, stimulate her G spot. Um, I feel like stimulating her clitoris is, is always a bonus and right. sometimes necessary, you know, sometimes required and necessary. Um, but it's not all about orgasm. Obviously we know that as well. Um, you know, enjoying the moment and having fun is important too. Um, but if you do want clitoral stimulation, um, you got to find the position that works for you. Like a lot of women can get on top and like woman on top is a great position for clitoral stimulation because she has so much control from being on top. She can, you know, right. position herself in a way that her clit does get stimulated. Right. Um, she can use her hands at any point. Woman on top is great for that. Um, she can pull out her vibrator. Um, if that's what she wants to do, she can um, pull his, his hands, you know, over there and pull him over his body if she's on top over his body and, and towards her clitoris and, and stimulate herself with his hands. So there's a lot of ways um, to do it, not just using his body. Um, right. And his hands, too, I think, like it's in the, the spooning position where if he's, you know, they're, he's up against mm. her back. And then mm-hmm. he has an easier way to reach around with, to, you know, stimulate her with his hand without, ha- you know, cause it's like, that's going to be hard for him to do in missionary, obviously, cause he's probably using his hands to hold himself up. But if right. you know, they're side by side and he can reach around and that mm-hmm. you get the old reach around going. You get the <laughs> old reach around going. Well, speaking <laughs> of, speaking of the spoon position. Yeah. He can um, maybe even from like a doggy style from a rear entry position, um, where she's on her knees, if he's got enough support, he can use one hand to stimulate. And she can too, you know, in a doggy right. style position, if she has some support um, either underneath her or can support herself with one hand, she can use the other hand to stimulate her clitoris. Um, I think the key is to, to experiment. Yeah. You know, find what works for you. Well, and I, I think, think I've heard some women say that doggy style is good for, I know we're not talking necessarily G-spot right now, but that that's good for that because of the angle. Um, so you can kind of get that G-spot going. And then if you're, you know, getting clitoral yeah. stimulation manually, you can get both of those things going at the same time. Which can well, be that's pretty actually, awesome. yeah, that's actually <laughs> one of the questions. I want to give my girl spot a G-spot. Girl spot. I want to give my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, my girl spot. I like that. <laughs> um I wanted, there was actually, it's funny, there was actually a, um, a lesbian club in San Francisco, I want to say in the 90s, that was called Girl Spot, but everybody called it G-Spot. So, nice, kidding. Girl Spot, I like that. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, this person wants to give his or her girlfriend a G-Spot orgasm. What is the best position for that? Hmm. I think you were saying doggy style. Well, I've had women say that to me. I, I, that's not been my experience, but I have had a number of women say that was a good one. I think that yeah. there's, some, there's probably some difference in our anatomy as well. You know, I know that some women, you know, think that one position feels really amazing and another woman's like, eh, it's all right. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I think there's probably a, just a difference in, you know, maybe just how, how much – you know, distance there is between the vaginal opening and the, and the, where your cervix starts. And I think there's, you know, some variation there. And, yeah. um, and even though, you know, I was reading that thing about the, the G spot and how anatomically it's sort of like 
an extension of the clit. Like that's just kind of going up and inside. It's this whole mm-hmm. like sort of web of nerves that's up inside. Mm-hmm. So, you know, looking at that and like looking at diagrams of it, it seems to me that there, there would be some variation based on the position that you're going in, the woman's anatomy, and also the, the size of the penis and the angle yeah. that it's coming in at. So there's all these variations. There may not be one way that's going to work. On, I know there's not going to be one way that's going to work on every woman. And again, that's why you got to go back to, you know, asking her. <laughs> yeah, communication is huge. And, you know, I want to add, too, like, sometimes women have a, an easier time having a G-spot orgasm when they're manually stimulated, you know, right. when, and again, when their partner is using their hands. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you use your hands and that works for her, there are also sex toys that you can buy that um, are angled so that they can potentially hit a G-spot. So um, don't right. count those out, you know, and I think that a lot of men, it's important to bring it up here, a lot of men are a little bit intimidated by sex toys. It's not going to replace your penis. Don't worry. Right. <laughs> um, you know, it's just an enhancer. That's their toys. They're fun to play with. So sex can be fun and exploratory, and you can bring in a toy every now and again. Um, you know, it's not going to replace your penis, guys. Right. So. And then sometimes it's that thing where, you know, if you're using um, a dildo or whatever, that sometimes it's just for the woman to be able to figure out, okay, this, this angle really works for me. This is really great. Then sometimes you can actually then go accomplish that, you know, with an actual penis that's attached to a man um, mm-hmm. because you, cause you've kind of figured it out. <laughs> You're like, okay, this angle is really great. And if I do this, this really works. And, yeah. you know, sometimes that's a little harder to figure out. And sometimes, too, it's, it really just comes down to the angle of, like, you know, a dildo is just, like, this thing that's it's totally its own little entity, and you can move it around any which way. Something that's actually attached to a person, you've got to consider the fact that it's attached to a person. And, you know, unless he's Gumby, <laughs> he may not be able to move that way. <laughs> right. We need to curb our expectations a little bit, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, gosh, now yeah. I'm thinking the gumby sounds kind of sexy. <laughs> I wonder if he's single. <laughs> he can probably move all around. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, he probably could. He's pretty flexible. Yeah, <laughs> so he can probably do it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's a lot of women. I mean, I know a lot of women that, you know, finding um, finding what works, you know, outside of having another person in the room. Um, just yeah. finding what works is a lot of it because it's, it is so complicated and, and every woman is a little bit different. So, you know, even if someone right. says, oh, yeah, I did this and it was really great and you try it and you're like, okay, that's not really cutting it for me. Yeah. But, well, you know, and I have to add this in here too. A lot of women are afraid of masturbation or have not done it or don't do it because we, I mean, because we have societal messages around, um, female sexuality and not, you know, not, it's not, uh, not necessarily accepted for women to, you know, feel pleasure, to want pleasure and to em- like embrace it in their life. So, right. Um, and there's still a lot of shame attached to it. And it's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's yeah. sort of hush hush. It's like, well, women do it, but they don't talk about it. And it's right. fine for men to just talk about it and you know, right. Yeah. And male sexuality is accepted and female sexuality isn't in generally speaking. 
generally speaking. And then a lot of women too are kind of waiting for their partner to take them and show them, you know, how it's done, how to do it. And then when that doesn't happen, um, they're sort of like, you know, left with, you know, feelings of dissatisfaction, you know, not want, not desiring or wanting sex because they're not getting it very much out of it. Um, when in fact, you know, we can't expect our partners to know about our anatomy and what we like, you know, male or female for that matter. It's, you know, right. we have to we have to really own our own sexuality and and be in charge of it. Um, learn what we like so that we can communicate that to our partner and not expect our partners to sort of carry us along and and take us where where we want to go. We have to sort of lead the way sometimes. Um, and I think that you know women are getting way better at doing that these days. You know, but I still get a lot of women. I talk to a lot of women on a daily basis that don't that don't masturbate. So. Yeah, and I mean, it's not something that, um, I don't know, it's just not something that a lot of us were, I know I certainly wasn't raised with with any kind of discussion about that. As far as I knew, sex meant something that you do with your husband when you get married. Like, that's all I was ever told. So, right. You know, and that doesn't, that doesn't allow for, that doesn't allow for much of anything, really, because, you know, one thing I've never done is have sex with my husband, because there's never been one. And probably never, it probably never will be because so I don't been, know about that whole been, husband thing, but it's like right. being told that that's the only kind of sex there is. And then it's like, so every single thing that I've ever done falls outside of that. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't think that women are really, no one's ever told you. I had, I didn't even really know, understand what an orgasm was because the only concept I even had of an orgasm was something that a man has to get a woman pregnant. <laughs> like that's the purpose of it. It's his feed mm-hmm. and that's it. That's an orgasm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even aware of what a female orgasm even was for a very long time. So right. I think that women just sometimes we just don't know. And it's, it's so hush hush. It's like this big secret, you know? Right. And then you get to a certain age and you're like, wait a minute, I'm missing out on sex. I'm missing out on all of this stuff. Right. And it's like, where do I start? you know, where do I start? Well, my advice to women is go out there, buy a a vibrator and start there. You know, um, listen to our podcast. Yeah. Listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. (laughs) Get your vibrator out, listen to the podcast and, you know, start masturbating. Something to, to, you know, actually just touching yourself as well without any toys, because there's, there's a kind of almost like a disconnect and this could just Mm -hmm. be my experience, but that, and vibrators are great. They're awesome. They kind of get the job done. Like to me, they Mm -hmm. get the job done a lot faster. If that's, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, it's it's a little easier um, than, but I think using your own hands kind of gives you a sense of like, if a partner was going to use his or her hand on you, it gives you a sense of what they're going to need to do in order to do it. If you're trying to do it yourself, and you discover, hey, this is, my arm hurts. This is kind of taking a while, you know, and this is me doing it. I can feel everything that's happening. And for a partner who's like, you know, can't necessarily feel everything that's happening, that's having to go just off your responses and what you're saying, I think it just, it kind of can open up that sort of dialogue of like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is the kind of pace that I need. And, and it also kind of just puts you in touch with what everything feels like down there. Because right. sometimes I think that women are even... I've heard of so many women talk like talk about it, like their own parts in a way where they're just like kind of squeamish about it and like squeamish about what's going on down there. 
Right. And I just think that sometimes there's something, you know, like I'm not so like, you know, this hippie chick that's roaming around in the woods, like, you know, with <laughs> the mirror under my snatch being like, oh, my sacred flower. I'm not necessarily saying all of that, but I think there's just, there's, there's a, there's a whole disconnect there with women. And like, because a lot of our, what we've got going on is, you know, it's up inside and, you know, men's junk is just hanging out right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and then I think that that's a really good point is that sex is supposed to be a little bit messy. Um, And so there's a lot of squeamishness around, you know, the fact that women's vaginas are a little messy, you know, that they're supposed to be kind of like, (laughs) you know, sex is messy. Women's vaginas are messy. There's a lot of fluid exchange and um, nobody told, nobody's told that. So people kind of freak right. out and, you know, get grossed out and, and, and stuff like that. So, um, Oh yeah. I mean, I, I heard a, um, a radio show one time and I was, I, I was still relatively naive when I heard it, but it was just these guys going off about how disgusting, and this is probably a whole other episode, but how disgusting squirters were and that, you know, women who just really gush a lot, gushers, they call them gushers. That's what it was. Uh-huh. Gushers. Yeah. Because they lose this huge and yeah. I, it was like, for me, I'm like, oh, God, here's a whole other thing to be ashamed of. Like, I just kept feeling like there's a new <laughs> oh, thing no. for me to feel ashamed of, you know, because totally. these guys were just mocking gushers. And I'm like, oh, God, yeah. is that, yeah. do I do that? You know, do I need to worry about that? Do I, you know, need oh, to no. start laying well, some towels down? Like, you know, <laughs> like female how much is too much? Is- <laughs> Yeah, female ejaculation is we do actually will do an episode on that. It's in some um in some communities it's like a coveted thing, you know, like in the lesbian right. community there's like this women's festival where they actually have a competition who can squirt the farthest. Oh jeez. Um, so <laughs> Um, so, you know, embrace your, your female ejaculation. Um, we'll do a, another episode on that because, you know, it supposedly comes from the, from the G spot and, and we'll do a whole episode on the G spot. Um, but I do want to get back to um, some of these questions because we have a couple of really good ones that I, okay. um, I think I would love to touch on. Um, so this one I know you guys are all waiting for. My boyfriend has a really small penis. And while size doesn't matter, is there a position in which it might feel better for me and for him? She's so nice. She's considering him too in that, in that question. Um, So, yeah. Um, So small penis or, and, or penis size, um, certain positions will actually, I, you know, enhance um, access um, and, and um, make it easier for him to penetrate. And I think one of those is definitely um, doggy style rear entry when she's on all fours um it um just makes access that much easier and so if he's got a smaller penis then that's that's a good way to go can you think of anything well i'm I'm just thinking that that you know woman on top is 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 could in a sense that again like it's it's her being able to kind of control it Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I also know on the other end of that spectrum, a rather long one, not necessarily girth, but like a length can actually mm-hmm. be painful for a woman on top um, yeah. because of, you know, hitting the cervix. So I'm just thinking that maybe being, you know, with a smaller, it might be, you know, a little bit better if the woman's a on little top. Better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of it's that access thing. So again, I think, you know, even if you're in, like, if you're in missionary, but if the woman puts her legs all the way up and, like, around his neck, that mm-hmm. he's going to be able to get in there a little better. Um, 
Yeah. And I, and I'm, yeah. And I'm a, <laughs> two months. I liked that. I like that visual. Well, it's, it's getting, it's getting closer, you know, all of it. I think uh-huh. again, it's like that. It's just the geography of getting closer. And mm-hmm. I think too, again, the, the kind of, um, and I don't know what the, maybe it's not just spooning, but when you're, you're both on your side and then you have, the woman has her leg, um, kind of wrapped around him so it's like yeah spooning, but her yeah you know what I'm saying I'm trying to describe it and I don't it's know it's like a variation like a of spooning yeah right but I think again like with that you can kind of pull yourself he can get in closer you can pull yourself in closer using your leg and mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. pulling him in with your arm putting your hand on his butt and like pushing him in pushing further. him in yeah uh-huh yeah yeah, anywhere, any position, I think, where I, I would think, you know, if, his, if he's trying to do the controlling or the guiding, you know, doggy style, he has a lot more control. Um, right. when, she's, when she's on top, obviously, she has a lot more control. And then those side positions, like spoon positions, um, if you can, you know, if you can get some good leverage, both of them can have, can have some yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about like things that would get you closer to each other physically and also provide some leverage mm-hmm. um, would be the two main things. Right. I think. Right. Absolutely. Cool. Um, and then so I ha- do have a couple more questions, but I think we're only probably going to get to one. Um, this one is I want to dominate my girlfriend in bed. What are some good positions to do that? Hmm. And. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I think that um, some, you know, talking to women and, you know, women, because a lot of times women do like to be dominated. Women do like to be the submissive. They do like to play a part sometimes where they are a submissive or, or play a submissive part. Um, and definitely um, women have, women feel that way in the doggy style position. I feel like I keep talking about doggy style today. Yeah. Do you just have a thing for doggy style? What's your deal? <laughs> I know. Right. Um, so we know what doggy, Bo style, likes. doggy style is great. If you want to, I think, you know, have sort of a dominating feel. Um, right. um, so that would be my vote. What do you think? Um, well, I would think that would be, that to me would be the most. I, um, you know, it's, I'm not really, I don't really get into being dominated. So I'm kind of trying to imagine if I did, what would I, what would feel subservient to me? Um, maybe crawling, you know, like mm-hmm. him, like I'm going down the oral sex road. If he were to be standing, mm-hmm. <clears throat> she were to crawl and, <clears throat> you know, give him a blowjob or whatever. Oral sex for <clears throat> That sure. her, you know, being Definitely. down on the ground and kind of crawling mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of subservient. I think they're both they're both crawling on the groundish, though, right? Doggy style as well as giving him a yeah. blowjob. Um, but yeah. I think this is a great point to talk about consent and communication again. Um, you know, like a lot of girls do like to be dominated, but again, make sure that she's comfortable with it. Um, you know, make right. sure that and just saying you want to dominate someone. Does that person want to be dominated? <laughs> right, right. We well, right, have a right, whole right. episode on on that. I'm sure. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, just make sure that, you know, this is something that she's into as well. And, you know, role play is, we will do an episode on that, but, um, and dominance and submission, but yeah, if you want to like, um, you know, if you want to feel a little bit more masculine, I feel like doggy style is, is any of the variations where, um, 
he's sort of on top, taking her from behind can be, um, can elicit those feelings of, of domination in him. Right. And even, and I just want to counter that, you know, like female on top, woman on top where she's, you know, anytime the, that person is on top, that can essentially be more of a, a dominant role for that person. Right. So, um, you know, just make sure your partner is willing, consent, 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 can't talk about consent more. Um, yeah. You know, all of this stuff is with a willing consensual adult partner. Exactly. And the thing about doggy style, I will say just because we've talked about it so much today that I have had a lot of women say to me that they didn't like that position because it, it eliminates the possibility of eye contact. So it mm-hmm. is something to consider that when you lose um, eye contact, that sometimes that can, it can kind of cut down on communication. So it's just another thing that you have to think about checking in and, right. you know, I think a lot of women don't like that position for a few reasons. Eye contact, which eliminates, it eliminates intimacy plus, um, you know, you know, when you're, um, when he, if, you know, if he's, if he's well endowed or if he's got a bigger penis, it can be painful in that. Right. From that yeah. angle. Cause it's, it's direct, it's going directly in to your pussy. Yeah. Anyway, and there, so. and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of primal and sometimes, Mm-hmm. Um, primal can feel good, and and sometimes it's like, oh, that doesn't like it. Sort of can disconnect you from your your humanity. Maybe I don't yeah. know. It's a, that yeah. primal thing. Like this is how they this is how they do it on the Discovery Channel thing. You know, <laughs> the whole animal <laughs> animal yeah. thing. All right. Well, we are um, out of time. So oh. um, <laughs> we probably bad. have a whole other episode in positions. There's the ones we didn't even talk about. Yeah, we'll do we'll do maybe. a part two. We can part two. <laughs> so um, thanks for listening. You can um, re-listen to this episode anytime and email us at mo at lasextherapist.com. And um, we will see you next week. Have a great All week. Right. Bye, everybody. Bye.